Now, if you were listening to Lunchtime Live yesterday on the show, you might have heard us talking about how Washington has become the first US state it's a bit grim to legalise human composting this is a you know lots of people get buried when they die lots of people get cremated when they die Uh, but this is a new way and there's a new law and people can now choose to have their body turned to soil in effect after their death and Irish people we're we're more traditional usually uh, in terms of burials uh, and uh, what we do with our loved ones when they pass but perhaps we do need to look at other options and someone who talked to us and came on and we thought we would be very interested to hear from today was Elizabeth Oakes, who is a mortician who heard the interview and made contact with us. Elizabeth, you're very welcome. Thank you very much, Kira, for having me on the show. Um, one of the things we want to w- widen this conversation out to, and 53106 is the text line for Unscripted, is people with unusual jobs. And, and I know there are many people out there. Can I ask you before we even get into, you know, composting bodies or such things, how, Elizabeth, did you become a mortician? It, it's, I wouldn't even know where to begin in terms of choosing that as a career. Well, it, it stemmed back from my childhood days and I was always very entrepreneurial. Um, since the age of eight, I've always kind of had and ran my own little businesses. Even when I went to school, I set up a tuck shop run called Busy Lizzie and I just knew maybe college and things like that weren't going to be for me. Because I, even though I went to school and I've awards for attendance because of my tuck shop run, um, I just knew that academics yeah. wasn't going to be my strong point. Look, they're not, so, they're not everyone's strong point. Exactly. So I found this course. Um, it was a one-year apprenticeship in Mayo. And from that, you became a funeral director and an embalmer. Um, so it, you, it un- you became an apprentice mortician, in effect. Yes, absolutely. I was only 17 at the time. Did your did your friends query your life choice? Well, I'm probably, I do my own thing, if you know what I mean. And I don't <laughs> I really do, like I love what people it. say. <laughs> um, I follow my gut, I'd say. Yeah, and listen, listen, <laughs> meet your sister and I totally agree. But but so anyway, you became a mortician at, at 17, 18 and, and, and that is what you do today. Um it's a, it's like I have some experience in morticians because I've lost both my parents and I have to say the people that, that came into our life at that time and helped us do all the arrangements were phenomenal people. They actually made things a lot easier for us. It, it's it's a very sensitive job in terms of what you're doing and in terms of dealing with families. Absolutely. But it's so rewarding. You know, when you can really help someone at their worst time yeah. in their lives, and give them that comforting shoulder and like the feeling that like I will personally look after your loved one the way you would look after them. You know, I think that gives great reassurance to families and friends belonging to the person that has died. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I have to say I, I couldn't have been more grateful to them. They really did handle it beautifully if, if such a thing is possible. And I suppose there is such a thing, the rituals around death. But speaking of the rituals around death, People do talk about Ireland that we do death well. We wake people. We we you know we we celebrate their lives to a large extent. We have open caskets. We have closure. We say we we give people a send off and we say goodbye in a way that is comforting. I think to families and also there's a lot of support in communities when somebody dies. I found great support from the people that reached out to me when we were going through bereavements and 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 that is something we do well. But what do you make of these 
sort of newfangled ways of handling death. Obviously, we've always buried our dead and, and then laterally we've a certain amount of people, I don't know if it's 10 or 20 percent, become cremated now. But th- there are, uh, there are actually 28 percent oh, of nearly, people. In nearly that. a third. Wow. Yes, okay. cremation is definitely on the rise. And that's why I suppose I just thought burial and cremation are fantastic. But... I just feel like an eco-friendly alternative to flame cremation and burial is something that's really needed within the industry. And I was recently at a trade show convention, well, it was a year ago, um, and I saw this new form of cremation, and it's cremation through water instead of flames. Now, nothing actually changes. Like, you can still have your traditional funeral, you can still have your viewing, you can still have everything. The only difference is the way that the body is brought back to bone ash. Okay, and and so so are you offering this service water-based cremation? Because we were talking about eco-friendliness. I said to Jonathan yesterday, I do not want to be buried. I want to be cremated and scattered around the place. But are you saying that, and he said to me, I was going to be, it was the equivalent of me driving up and down from Malinhead to Mizzenhead 12 times um, in terms of petrol. Are you saying that there is an eco-friendly way of, of, of being cremated? T- tell me what it is. Yeah, so what water cremation is, it's an eco-friendly alternative to flame cremation and burial. It uses 95% water and 5% of an alkaline solution. Now, an alkaline is the complete opposite of your acid. So if people can think of an acid as vinegar, an alkaline would be your Andrew's liver salts. Okay. Yeah, it's like bleach, isn't it? Yeah. uh, Not necessarily bleach, more soap. Okay. So so you put... put Without putting too fine a point in it, you put the body into a into a bowl of watery soap. Uh, pretty much, it's it's like an MRI machine. So the body is placed on the tray, and the tray is brought into the machine. Okay. And water is just the water is circulated over the body, and what happens then is it dissolves the soft tissues of the body, and what's left on the tray are all the bones and any prosthetics or hips and things like that. Okay. And they can actually all be recycled as well. Recycled? So the, yeah, all the hips and prosthetics can be are 100% unharmed and completely can be reused and recycled. Um, so then the bones are taken out of the machine, which is the same as with flame cremation. Okay. The yeah, because I did ask out. this yesterday, what happened to the bones, etc., because I wasn't sure. The bones get taken out in flame cremation and... The bones get taken out in ours. The only difference with water cremation is you actually get 30% more of your loved one back because every single bone of the body is unharmed. Whereas with flame cremation, some of the smaller bones of the body just disintegrate into nothing. And and, and explain to me, Elizabeth, what what happens? There are people, I'd say, retching and now listening. But what happens to the bones? When you get the bones back out of this machine, what happens to the bones then? Because you don't, you don't, bones, you're not handing somebody a skeleton. No, it's the same with inflame cremation. So when the bones are taken out, they're cooled in flame cremation or they're dried in our form of cremation and they're put into what's called a cremulator and that processes the bones back down to what we call your bone ash and then that is what the family get returned to them. Ah, so so forgive me, you, you, you in, in effect, you put the body through a, a machine that, that removes a lot of the soft tissues, etc. You're brought back to the skeleton and then do you cremate in a traditional way, a burning way, the, 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 the bones and, and then you give bone ash? Is, is that how it works? 
No, there's no burning or anything like that. So once the body is dissolved in the water, the bones come out and they're placed into, it's called a cremulator. It's it's like a food processor for bones, we'll say. Oh. And that just crushes the bones back down and that's what we call our bone ash. It's just <gasps> organic I, I, calcium. Okay, and, and forgive me. that's what's returned to the family. Okay, I get it. And is that what happens in cremation too? We burn the body and then we get the bones and we put them through a crusher thing and then that's what we give people? Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly. I thought they just set fire one. to things till it fell apart. Okay, so there was there was two two phases of cremation as well. Even with burning, you burn the body and then you you crush the. Bo- oh, it sounds terrible. You crush the bones. Is that what we're saying? Exactly. That's ah, exactly. See, it. This is all like a mystery to most people. Most people don't but know what happens. Yeah, exactly. And and I intend to educate the public on on all forms, like on burial on traditional flame cremation and on water cremation. And I think people's opinions and views are changing. And if people can get their wishes across when they're alive and in good health, and it really will help the families Completely, and, and so just, just I suppose, lastly, you, you, you'll, so people are going to have this water cremation, and they'll still get the bone ash. It's crushed calcium bone, organic bone, or whatever. They'll get yes. that in an urn, or, or or whatever they put it. I don't, I don't mean to be insensitive. You can get it in an urn. You can get it in a compostable. In some such thing. And then you have yeah. that to scatter, or or to bury in or your garden, or whatever it is that you'd like to do for your loved one. Absolutely, yes. This is but a fantastic idea. Yeah, it's just that it's an eco-friendly, it's a gentle, natural alternative to what's already available. All right. Listen, you're some woman, and are you the only person offering this? Wo- you are offering it in, in your in your funeral parlour. Is parlour well, we're, we're hoping to have um, it operational in Dublin. It'll be like a cremation facility for all funeral directors all over the country that will bring the remains there for the committal, the same as yeah. what's already available except the process will just be different. All right. Listen, I'll make a deal with you. Uh, you know, if you're if you've any discounts or you want an experiment, if I die at any point in the in the in the foreseeable near future, you can you can do it to me and we, and news talk will probably make a kind of a podcast or that kind of thing of it and and we'll put it out there. I think it's fascinating. Um are you are you someone who gets a lot of job satisfaction in in your role, Elizabeth? Absolutely. Yeah. Like there's nothing better than feeling that you're able to help someone when they're in the time of need and that you can, like, I treat everyone like they're my own. Yeah. And, and lastly, can, can I tell you, when you, when you meet people, when you go out and you're, at, and you're out, whatever it is you're doing, you're out at your bridge club or you're in your local restaurant or bar and you're bumping into people and they say, what do you do for a living? And you say, oh, I'm a f- funeral director or I'm a mortician. Do, do, they, do they look at you funny or are they like, oh God, that's very interesting? Well, I have a, I'm not saying I also have another business which is, I do permanent makeup, which is the eyebrows, but that's another that's another day's interview. You, I think you do the microblading, is it? Yes, that's right. <laughs> you have a lot of strings to your bow, and some of them are quite diverse. Look, thank you for talking to me because I actually think that's fascinating. I was quite disappointed when when um, Jonathan told me yesterday that if I was getting cremated, I was going to be highly unenvironmentally friendly. Uh, I don't want to be buried. So I, I think I quite like your, your machine you might put me into. Um, so thank you for that. That's Elizabeth Oakes there who is a mortician who does water cremations. You heard what she said. It, I didn't know. I thought cremations they just burnt you and burnt you till there was ash. They don't. They burn you till the soil
soft tissues are gone and then they crush your bones. I don't know if we want to have this conversation, but they crush your bones. This is a different way. They put you through a water bath and when the soft tissues are gone, they crush your bones. So it's environmentally friendly. Would you go for it? But even more interestingly, would you um, like to come on and tell me what mad jobs you do? Uh, I remember somebody who I knew who artificially inseminated turkeys. That's a job. That's a real live job. And apparently it has to happen, otherwise we wouldn't have enough turkeys. Uh, and then what would we be doing at Christmas time? Um, let me know what your mad job is. It is Friday. We are live and unscripted here on Lunchtime Live. Let's face it, we'll talk about anything. Lots of people getting involved. Someone says, Kira, with changing jobs in the economy, I would say being a mortician is not a dying trade. Boom, boom. That's from Martin. Someone says, sounds to me like actually that job is more involved with dealing with the living than the dead. I suspect it is. I suspect dealing with the families is a, a huge part of it. And Kevin says, Kira, marinating a body in beer is also quite efficient at removing soft tissues from bones. That would be my preferred choice. Yeah, well... You might as well die as you lived, Kevin. Uh, Lots more coming up and um, we really don't know what it is after this on Lunchtime Live.